0: named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. For today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: It's a familiar story we're presented with in today's gospel, one that I think is easy for us to picture. Jesus is walking along a road with a great crowd around him, and all of a sudden up in a tree is this man of, of short stature just to see Jesus. And Jesus, of course, stops at the tray and says, Zacchaeus, come on down. I want to go to your house for dinner. Now it's important to realize how Zacchaeus was viewed by his community. He was a chief tax collector and a wealthy man, which basically meant in his community they considered him a thief, someone who who extorted from them more money than the taxes that Rome wanted. Because after all, how else would he have gotten so wealthy? And so they had already had their prejudices against him. They already had their stereotypes about Zacchaeus. And so when Jesus said, I want to go to your house for dinner, they're just like, well, gee, you don't know this man. This man is an outcast from our community because he continues to cheat us. And that's the thing about prejudices and biases and everything. It's so easy to lump people together because of what they do or who they are. But Jesus is able to look beyond that. You know, I'll be the first to admit, I cannot read Greek. And the reason why that's important, when the, when the scripture commentator who, who commented on this particular passage that I read pointed out the Greek, what this was written in, it could have been the past tense. We hear in English, I shall give to the poor. But the Greek actually could be that I have given. In other words, he is basically saying that he already supports the poor. And not only that, he does not take more than what Rome is requiring in terms of taxes. And, it, and being the chief tax collector, he has tax collectors under him. And if he knows of anyone that has taken more, he will repay the person they took it from multiple times over. This is what he is trying to explain. But Jesus has already seen into this man's heart. Jesus already knows this is a good man. This is not a liar or a cheater. This is someone who is trying to do the best that he can. He is not someone this community should be setting out making an outcast. This is not someone that you should be looking on with derision, but this is someone that you should be welcoming in to the praise and worship of God. Jesus, being the Son of God, was able to look into this man's hearts, see a good man, and thus is able to declare salvation has come to your house. After all, the Son of Man has come to gather what was lost. Zacchaeus was lost to that community because of their prejudice. And now because Jesus is able to look into his heart, hopefully he was able to be welcomed back into their community. And I think that's the important lesson from today's gospel. Only Jesus can judge people because only Jesus can see what is truly in a person's hearts. We, unfortunately, too many times have already judged people. We have seen what they've done. We have heard what they say. And we think this is an evil person. But we don't know what is truly in their hearts, do we? Only Jesus does. And that is why at the end of each of our lives, it is only Jesus who will judge us. We will not be faced with a jury of our peers because nobody knows what is truly in our hearts other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's an important lesson for us to be thinking about as we enter this month of November. This month where we as a church are called to bring to mind those who have gone before us from this life. We of course begin with the solemnity of all the saints, which will be this coming Tuesday, November the 1st. And we celebrate the fact that God has already welcomed into his heavenly kingdom. Those that we call saints. Yes, the ones the church has in their canons, but also those that are unknown or at least unnamed. And many of us can probably think of relatives who have died that we feel in our hearts of hearts they are in heaven, they are saints. And we follow up that, of course, on November the 2nd with the commemoration of all the faithful departed, where we continue to pray on behalf of all of those people who have died. Most especially, we think of those people who are undergoing that process of purifying their hearts, that process of purgation who's at the end of the process is when they will be welcomed into heaven. I have often said that at the end of my life, I hope I, I am in purgatory because I know that at the end of that process, I'll be going to heaven. There's no reason to go to a process of purification if you're going straight to hell. Instead, this is a process where we continue to get rid of all the self-centered desires, all of the things that have put barriers between us and God, work that we're supposed to be doing during this life, but work that may, for many of us, will continue in the life to come, but ultimately being welcomed into heaven as well. But ultimately, we can give thanks to God, because he has given us Jesus as our judge. After all, Jesus is the one who gave up his life for us all. He is a just judge, someone who loves us, someone who is merciful, and his divine mercy is what we rely on to be able to pave the way to the heavenly gates. And so, my dear friends, as we prepare to begin this month of remembrance of the faithful departed, it's an opportunity as well to thank God for the gift of his son Jesus, who not only willingly gave up his life on the cross, but also is prepared to judge us because of what he sees in our hearts. People that are not perfect, but people who are trying to emulate his love, a love that was so total and so complete that he gave up his life for our salvation.